0: his name, Mr. Goufant. I see you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) You know her feelings, Mr. Goufant. (laughs) Welcome to Successfully Speaking with Tyler Smith Barbosa and myself, Jessica Courtney Rivera. Tyler and I are very good friends of, oh my God, 20 years. We've grown up together, become mothers together planned weddings with one another, and now we're here growing businesses and riding the waves of life. Thanks for joining us.
1: I was in school. I already knew that my grades did not indicate who I was as a person or what I was even capable of. It, it, honestly, if you saw my grades, you'd probably be like, do you even try, bro? Because it was just, I was like an average student, like C, B. Mm. And that was just more yeah. of an indication of what I was willing to do. Right. So with that being said, do you grade? Do you use a grading system?
0: I do Layla? not use a grading system for Layla. But to kind of piggyback off of what you were saying, like I really feel like that has to do um, more so with parenting, like how you view grades. Because I actually did Can, like my grades to me equaled um, how good I was at school. So like, you know, I if I put one hundred, and that was communicated in, in my parents, you know, you know daily, you know it was affirmed.
1: The expectations
0: of yeah, like um, you know, we only bring A's and B's in this house. If you if you if you get a C, this that and a third, like it was it was very. Um, there was a lot of focus on what kind of grades I got and like, mm-hmm. you know, how well I did. Um, I guess kind of, I don't want to say determined. um, It it was definitely, it definitely affected home life. Like if I, if I had a C like, you know, I could tell like there was disappointment. There was like, um, I would say kind of shaming, like, Mm. you know, like how did you get a C? Why did you get a C? What, what were you doing? Like what, what were you doing? What were you not doing? right um you know conversations with the teachers and things like that and i feel like that kind of plays into why i don't grade um especially i feel like as a homeschooling mom i feel like i don't want to be i feel like it it would kind of it, it's it's blurry mm-hmm. and like giving layla you know a poor grade could affect you know her thoughts on how i see her how i view her
1: mm-hmm.
0: um even if it's just a- in academics okay. like you know i don't want her to view i don't want her to think like i view her as as failed or failing in that this is. area yeah because i feel like it's so um concrete like you failed this
1: like yeah it's over or this even is... just thinking like i'm not smart because i failed this
0: right yeah Which, the
1: whole yeah thing in so yeah, yeah. So, I, I i had seasonal depression when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. And you can see it in my grades. Like Man. winter, like those wintertime, early springtime grades were always lower than like the beginning of the school year and the end of the school year for me. Right. Um, which is why I think after all I just stopped caring about the grades because I knew it wasn't my intelligence that was affecting it. It was like my mental state.
0: Yeah, that's not to say that, like, there wasn't any truth to um, some things like that my parents um, would talk about. Like, um, I, I, I am a procrastinator. <laughs> like, and, and so, like, you know, my grades will reflect that sometimes. Not necessarily like if I if I failed something, if I had like a D or F. Which was rare, it was because like I legitimately didn't understand what was mm. happening or I needed more time to to dissect or process. It wasn't, you know, that wasn't procrastination. I never procrastinate to the point of like no return, but I definitely <laughs> teeter the line of like
1: So it's like this is not my best
0: like, yeah, like yeah, like so. You know, I understood some of what they were saying, but at the same time, it didn't change the fact that, like, I felt like a C in that mm-hmm. moment, if mm-hmm. that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I completely um, did not care about grades at all.
0: Yeah, I cried. I When I got my first C, I cried. And it wasn't because I was afraid of what would happen with my parents, because it's not like I got, like, spankings or anything that often. It, I did get spankings, though, but not that often. <laughs> <laughs> I don't sit here and act like I never got uh-huh. spankings. But I... I it wasn't that like I was legitimately disappointed in myself. Like mm-hmm. I felt like a C. I felt like, damn, like, you know, you're you're not.
1: We to see your best potential.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like you're not you're not you're not at your highest. You, you should be an A. And I think um, also like that perfectionism.
1: You are a perfectionist. Kinda,
0: yeah, but I think that it kind of stemmed from that, like mm-hmm. that. You know, I was naturally—I feel like you know—kind of gets into a whole different episode. But like that golden child, like you know, you're you're good. You're good, and good kids they get good grades, and they are respectful, and they are obedient. I and get that you know if and you're not getting good grades are you still good? a good
1: kid you know yeah, I, and, yeah. And, and I think that also plays into like how we we're raised because I remember um in high school like when I would get in trouble for unschool un- related things mm-hmm. and my mom would say to me just because you get good grades doesn't mean you could walk around here doing whatever you want and I'm like that's what like one doesn't have you know like they're there's right. dynamics to it. Like one doesn't really necessarily have anything to do with the other one. And that's yeah. probably why I think I first stopped caring about grades too. I'm like, oh, you know, because my brother wasn't getting good grades. and so He was doing whatever he wanted. So I'm like, oh, I see. So like, there has to be a correlation.
0: <laughs> right, right. So if so I'm I get, just going to get worse grades so that I can behave worse. Like, and it'll be expected. I want, I want, yeah, How I want. that get, work
1: out, Tyler? I want to get average grades <laughs> so I can be an average kid. So, you know, I can go either way. You know what I mean? I'm just, I can switch it up when I feel more comfortable. Yeah. It didn't work out great.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, no, I do not use a grading system. Um, right now, what I am doing. I, so before Layla attended a cyber charter school, which they did use a grading system. Um, I did not really talk to her about her grades. I might've shown them to her because she was curious, but I didn't like, you know, there wasn't an An emphasis emphasis on, 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 yeah, on her grades. Um, Now that I am writing our own curriculum and I am not a part of any like affiliation with a cyber charter or anything like that. um, I'm not really doing um, a grading system for certain things. I do use a rubric um, and it's kind of like, discussed ahead of time, like, okay, like, what are we hoping to get out of this? What do we expect to learn, you know, based on, you know, our performance previously, like where would we like to be? So like on a scale from one to four or yeah, one to three, um, like, okay, three being like we've greatly improved, like we can see progress from the last time, um, You know, either whether it's like um, her word ladder, she's tracking her time. So like it, it, you know, it took on the first day of school, it took 17 minutes. And so she's like, okay, well, you know, every day she records her time and her planner for word ladders.
1: Just like in competition with herself,
0: kind of competition within yourself, but also just like a way I feel like to to not talk about progress is also a detriment because it kind of. Like, why are we doing this if Mm -hmm. it's not to make progress, if we're not trying to learn things and to become because, you know, becoming smarter is a part of the goal. Like, I want to acquire knowledge. So if I'm not going to grade it and, you know, we're not going to use that kind of system, I understand. But like, what are we going to do to make sure that we are consistently acquiring more knowledge and moving forward okay. and so that's where we use rubrics we use um time we um have review times where we go back and we say like okay like you know what it, what do we learn here you know we talk about the standards like the actual core learning standards of Pennsylvania and what we are expected to do um and you know kind of kind of like a self-assessment. Like, can I do this with minimal help, with, uh, you know, a lot of help or independently, or like, you know, I can't do this at all
1: Mm -hmm.
0: kind of thing. And we 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 talk about that. We kind of use that system, like, you know, for, you know, a four is like, I can do this independently. A three is like, you know, I need minimal help. A two is like, you know, I'm, you know, I, I, I need you here. Like I need you to stay here because I'm, I'm going to have a lot of questions. And in a one, it's like, you know, I can't do this. I have, this is, this is another language to me right Got now. It.
1: So do you do like tests and stuff? Uh,
0: yeah, I do tests. Like, mm-hmm. um, I use the reviews basically, or like, um, the Khan Academy, uh, assessment kind mm-hmm. of thing like that uh oh my goodness i can't think of the name of it like you the use course kinda- challenge yes the course challenge yeah so we use those um this year um ixl also uses something similar to that like so we use ixl for math so she kind of like does the review and she's like earning like little badges to mm-hmm. let her know like and she can kind of see herself moving along her little learning path
1: mm-hmm.
0: um And I feel like it also helps with that intrinsic motivation thing that we talked about before. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Layla really being able to see concretely where she was and you know, what she's done so far. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Layla works better under that circumstance. If there's nothing, if there's no structure to it, um, or or even in, there's no, uh, concrete way to see, Mm -hmm. Um, what she's doing mm-hmm. she's not motivated like she it's, it's really hard for her to to keep going
1: so we do use a grading system but the grading system is not necessarily um, indicative to what she like what her efforts are mm-hmm. they're more so as like a self-assessment like okay how much of this did I actually grasp how much of, how many, how much of this concept do I actually understand? And so essentially she gets good grades, but that's only because I don't accept anything below what would be like a C or below a B. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, So what do you mean by that? So like, first of all, how do you grade? Like, what are the expectations around um, how do you earn a B? How do you earn? So, the only and, thing and also do you use letter grades? I'm sorry. Yeah.
1: So we do use letter grades, just kind of like standards, you know, 80 mm-hmm. to 89 is a B, 90 to 100 is a A kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so every morning we say what our expectations of that day is for mm-hmm. the things that she put in her planner. So, you know, she plans her own day. We have all of her assignments are due on Friday, but she goes through those assignments to see what it is. And then she plans out her week according to that So Mm -hmm. essentially she's in charge of if she's going to have a long day, if she's going to have a short day, um, kind of just to give her a little bit more um, autonomy over her, her schedule. Mm -hmm. Um, So every day before we start, we talk about what our expectations are. Like I'll ask her, what are we doing today? Um, and she'll tell me based off of whatever it is is she's been in her journal. And I'm like, okay, you know, what are you expecting to get from this subject? Or, you know, like, did you need help with right. this? Did you want to do this first? Kind of like navigate in that way. So the only thing that gets graded is quizzes and tests. Okay. Um, a quiz is, is, um, very similar to like a midpoint, like a mid checkpoint Mm -hmm. okay let's stop here and see where we at and see like how much you've known if we got to go back or not so we use letter grades if she gets a b or higher in something then that tells me that she knows enough of that to move on to um like the next section Mm -hmm. if she gets anything lower than that then okay tell me what you don't um what was hard about this, what you didn't quite grasp, what concepts you didn't quite understand. And let's review those things. Mm -hmm. So then we'll do additional work on those things. And then I'll say, okay, you know, like, is there anything else? If not, do you think you can retake the the quiz now? Um, Like, are you ready for it? And Mm -hmm. she'll tell me like, I want another day of review or um, let's go ahead and take the quiz. She passes the quiz, we move forward.
0: So where are you getting the quizzes? Like, are they, are you making them up or are you using some type of like system, like um, a computer system, like Khan Academy or IXL or something like that? Or are you like, you know, making them up based off of like what you feel like she should have grasped from that
1: specific topic? So for Khan Academy, we use um, just math. Um, Mm -hmm. So in that, I just go based off of what their quizzes and what their tests are. Mm-hmm. For the other subjects, I am actually creating um, the tests, the tests, the quizzes. Mm-hmm. I can sometimes get them from like quizzes because a lot of them are already made up, which takes a lot of the guesswork out. Um, mm-hmm. I just go in and review all the questions in there, and make sure that it kind of aligns with the things that we were we were doing. Um, so the uh, to reiterate, the quizzes come from quizzes or Khan Khan Academy's own quizzes, but the actual tests, except for math. I'm creating the test as well.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, So basically what you're saying is like your grades are not indicating smartness. It does. It's not necessarily like she's smart or she's not. It's more so, um, you know, what do we know? Like kind of like a self assessment, like a review, like, okay, Mm -hmm. this is where we are. This is how we can see what it is that, um, how we'll know where we need to go from here. Should we review? Should we not?
1: Can we move forward? That's exactly what it is. Yeah.
0: Okay. That makes sense. So Uh, with that being said, like how are you tracking learning progress? Like, are you saving the quizzes? Like once you move on from a topic, let's say she gets an A in place value. mm All right. She has an A how are you tracking her progress and how are you making sure that she retains that information, Mm -hmm. um, for later topics?
1: So like you were saying, quizzes, quizzes, Khan Academy has those, um, course challenges. We always take the Mm -hmm. course challenge at the beginning of the year. Mm -hmm. Um, and I I just let her know, like, listen, if you don't know it, put something down so you can move on to the next question. It's not that big of a deal because this is a new grade and no one's expecting you to know these things, right? This is just a way for me to see what it is that, you know, and sometimes there are like little small sections in there that she probably already knows. And I saw mm-hmm. her like, okay, this is, this is saying that you, you know, this concept, if you mm-hmm. want, we could take the quiz on the, the test on this, you know, this section now, and we could just test out of it and we don't even got to necessarily cover that. Okay. Um, but other than that, every maybe like month to two months we'll kind of have like a week of like review from what we've done from that point on. So okay. we'll kind of like go back in and then right. review those things yeah. and then start with the new things. And then when we get to that month two month again, we'll do it from the beginning of the school year again, all the way down. So of right. we'll just keep circling. And then like the last probably like month of school, it is just review. It yeah. is going over every single thing that we've learned this year, how they relate to all. You know, like because th- these things are like a progression. It's not like it's just like right. oh, learn this, I learn something yeah. completely different. You know, they all are feeding into each other. Um, So we'll just like continually like review these things and and expand on our knowledge. Um, Kai is a visual learner,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so this is where like a lot of like documentaries will come in handy. Um, like a lot of like cute little videos for her to kind of like really get in touch with these concepts and these things that we've already learned to kind of like solidify what it is that we've learned.
0: Right. Okay. So for us, um, we use like a portfolio model. I remember before I was telling you about like our online kind of like digital portfolio. Mm -hmm. Um, And you were asking like, what do you mean by that? So basically we, are using the portfolio um, just to hold, kind of like a, a vault, like our a learning vault. So mm-hmm. like we're holding all the things that we've done. Um, and you know we kind of we use it in a similar way that you go back and review. So like you know eventually uh, we do it quarterly. Well, you know as she's doing things, I'm uploading them into our little vault Mm -hmm. and then once we get to the quarter we've reviewed a portfolio um we take the same you know review to make sure that she hasn't lost anything um and then for certain things like the ixl i feel like we don't we don't even we don't do it um or we won't do it because this is our first year um and with this model of learning so we won't do it only because IXL already has that kind of learning path and it's Mm -hmm. that's constantly resetting Mm-hmm. So every time she goes in IXL, she's like answering questions and they include questions from, you know, everything that we've done so far. Um, and some it's kind of a mix of things she already knows, things she's currently learning and things that she hasn't gotten to yet. Mm-hmm. And so they're constantly readjusting the learning path mm-hmm. so that it, you know, it's making sense for where she is. Mm-hmm. Um but as far as like writing, that's, we use that, the document vault, like, okay, you know, we were writing three paragraph essays, five paragraph, now we're at five paragraph essays. Um, you know, how are we doing with our grammar? How are we, you know, we use those same rubrics and we, we just go back and we mm-hmm. look over it and we say, okay, all right, so let's make some goals for, you know, moving forward.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, what do you feel like you're most proud of when it comes to this, this writing piece, mm-hmm. you know, um, things like that. So as far as tracking learning progress, that's what we're doing. Um, one thing that I was like a little bit concerned about because like my sister, Nadia, just started dual enrollment at community.
1: Right. And she's, but she's still in high school.
0: She's still in high school. She's in um, 11th grade and they wanted her report card. Now Nadia does um a cyber charter. So it was no problem. We just pulled the report card up and sent it. But I was thinking about Layla, and I'm like, if Layla chooses to do something like this, what would I provide them? How would I like prove that she's
1: learning and uh, progressing an 11th in grader? yeah. And, like,
0: what would I give them
1: for that? So, first so let, let me ask ready. you this: Do you plan to homeschool through high school? I do. I do. Okay.
0: I don't feel like right now I do. Mm-hmm. Um, Layla goes back and forth. Like she's like, you know, sometimes she's like, Yeah, I don't even want to go to school. I like, you know, I like homeschooling. Other times she's like, I'm tired of being here. I want to go <laughs> with other people. I'm I don't, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like there are certain things about homeschool, because at first, that wasn't my plan. My plan at first was that she goes to school in high school.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but there's certain things that can be done in high school, I mean, um, in, in homeschool, that can't be done in a brick and mortar school. We have more control over, like, if she if this is her path, if she wants, if she's on a creative path uh, uh, in the arts, like there's certain things that we can do to hone her craft Mm -hmm. that a traditional school would spend so much more time wasted kind of reviewing the same things over and over and over again. And she wouldn't have the same opportunity.
1: Mm -hmm. So, so did you, did you come up with a solution yet of how you would,
0: so I, I've like been reading up on it and I've seen like some homeschool moms do create a report card um, and they save the reviews from um, the school district at the end of the, the year evaluations with, their, and stuff. with their evaluations and they um, create a report card. So, you know, you there's like a website you can go on, you can create report cards, school IDs, because another mom in a homeschool group I was in Um, she was saying that her kids got picked up for truancy because they were out during school hours Mm. and they were um, because they, you know, had their high school kids and they have different things that they do in the community that are a part of their education. And when they were, while they were out, they got stopped. And, you know, the truancy officers in the area, the truancy officers in the area were like, um, you know, where, where
1: are you supposed to be? It? What are you doing? Where, yeah. What are you
0: doing? And they're like, no, I homeschool. And they're like, okay, well, how, how do I know? Like, so they took them anyway. And then they contacted their parents and she was like, okay. So she created a school ID um, for that purpose. Like, you know, it had like homeschool Academy on the top and it just had their picture. And like, you know, and on the back, it said like, you know, these children are homeschooled. um. You can contact this person um, and, you know, this basically that's how they kind of resolve that issue. So I'm thinking that I actually might start um creating like some type of like official document, maybe mm-hmm. a, like a transcript of some sort, um, okay. just so that they are able to, you know,
1: if they choose yeah see in florida first of homeschool is really big in florida mm-hmm. um so there are a lot of homeschoolers um that we know especially from when i was working at the gym and we knew like a lot of them mm-hmm. um, but also because i worked like a lot of the kids that we hired at the gym. Um, were teenagers like you know having to talk to them about their schedules and stuff like that even when they weren't like juniors or seniors they still had like split schedules or very limited schedules that worked out with whatever else they had going on in their life Mm -hmm. Um, I want Kai to go to high school I think that high school is a good experience not um, just for education but for like the social benefits too especially because I feel like she doesn't get as much um, social like that social work that I, I I would like for her to get right now, mm-hmm. um, and not necessarily because we homeschool. I think it's just because, you know, we talked about this before. Kids don't go outside no more. You know, it's not mm-hmm. the same, and so she's not getting that daily social that she would normally be getting if she was in school, or even if she still was doing um, like the aerial silks, because right now she's not doing that either.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I want her to go to high school and. I know that there are parameters that we can work around. Cause I know like you can test out of a lot of the subjects in high school um, or have like that um, half those half days um, starting as early as a freshman on. Mm-hmm. So I think that it will be a little bit more flexible for her to, to be able to do like a dual enrollment. If that's something that she chooses um, yeah. or anything that there, just.
0: There are high schools in Philadelphia for sure that um, have dual enrollment. Um, you know, Regular brick and mortar schools that that mm-hmm. do um dual enrollment. I was more so talking about like um travel experiences. Like you know, once my kids get older, uh, my husband and I, our plans are to travel more and I didn't to actually even like think about live that. in other places. It's so crazy because I did times. Yeah. yeah, I didn't even and think about so that because like, you
1: know I want to travel. That's yeah we talked about i just i don't know Just the reality of it where, i don't know it just it never even yeah happened. like
0: schools have really strict um
1: policies when it comes policies to policies on and,
0: attendance and um completing work and I don't want to have to always explain or or like go through a hassle and i feel like the experiences of traveling and, and living other places and, and is more know, are, are more beneficial I than, agree. you know social experiences because she'll get those you know, later wherever we are in whatever country we're in. Yeah. um, She'll get them. And then also uh, the aspect of religious education for us. Like Mm -hmm. when, if she goes to a traditional brick and mortar here, like that is not a religious based institution, she obviously won't have that, that part. That, you know, is important to us. But then also a lot of religious, of religion-based in- institutions here, um, from what I see, they don't um, focus as much on secular education as I would like. Mm-hmm. So there's that, like, kind of give or take. It's like, okay, if she's in this place um, in in a school where you know I know she's getting the religious um, benefit what are we trading out mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying um, and then if she's you know in a, a traditional school where we already know what we're trading out yeah and then there's also like you know being a teenager is just such a hard time in in life and it's like do I really want to put her in the position where now she has to relearn school like what school has been for Uh her and and those like very
1: strict and rigid like parameters and and it's just
0: a complete culture shock and it's like you know that was the thing that was like okay All right. It's the traveling and it's the culture shock. Like being a teenager is hard enough as it is. If I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it now. If she's going to go to a traditional school, I'm going to do it now when it's easier for her to establish those relationships. I feel like high school is so much about where do you fit in?
1: Mm -hmm. Who
0: are you? Like, you know, trying to figure out who you are. And I feel like, you know, throwing her in there is just like, ooh, like. (sighs) I, I don't know. Like, I don't know that, if I would have wanted to go to high school <laughs> at that point. Like, yeah. You
1: know? Yeah. I, I do wish that high school was different for me when I was going to, not that the, the system itself was bad, but you know, like I, I say this all the time, like I'm not a morning person. I was a sleeper in high school. I could get a lot of things done, just not at the time frame that you needed me to get those things done. Right. So I think that, yeah, if I had like different parameters, it would have been better for me. Um, but one of the things that Kai did mention is that she wanted to, um, study abroad like uh, almost like an exchange student
0: for yeah. high school yeah
1: and so that was something that we said that we would look into you know once that time comes i wanted well. to do that i, wanted I to was supposed that. to do that yeah. i was i don't know if you remember i was supposed to go to japan mm. Do you remember that or no? No,
0: I know. I, but I had a friend um, when I because I went to Girls High. And so one of the girls there was a foreign exchange student from Germany. And she and I became really good friends. And she's like, you know, you should you should come like, you know. Yeah. And you should, you know, apply for it. And it was not a My mom was
1: like, absolutely not. No, we were supposed (laughs) to go. Everything was like pretty much set up. We had put in our deposit for me to go and everything. And we had to raise $7,000 in the school year. And then we didn't raise any. Um, So it just didn't happen. Oh, no. I remember I had got a passport and everything. I was excited. But no, Mm -hmm. it didn't work out. Um, Okay. So one of the things, um, it was this guy on um, Instagram who had posted, he's a professor and he had posted a video about college, um, teachers grade gatekeeping. Mm -hmm. Um, and so what that is, is, you know, like when you go into a a class and the teacher is like, this is going to be a really hard, um, subject. It's going to be really hard for you to pass my class only like 5% 5% of the people in the class actually pass this class and it makes it seem like this is just like something that's completely unobtainable. Mm-hmm. From someone who um, is into education, what are your thoughts on like grade gatekeeping on a so college level?
0: We kind of started this conversation. So, all right. I feel like I- I'm not familiar with the term grade gatekeeping. Mm-hmm. However, I do know that there are professors mm-hmm. who purposely make the content of their course confusing and the ex- not, not the content, but the expectations around the content. Like, what am I really supposed to be doing here? What do you expect from me? And mm-hmm. I feel like it's just a constantly moving target. Like, mm-hmm. you know, well, that was my expectation, but like you could do so much better. So F and like, okay. That's absolutely unacceptable, obviously, Mm -hmm. because, you know, you start off with the syllabus. It outlines the expectations for the course. It outlines what you are going to learn in the course. And the purpose of you taking the course is not necessarily to, you know, be able to run after a moving target. That's not the purpose. The purpose Mm -hmm. is for you to acquire the knowledge that, you know, and, and achieve the Um. Objectives that mm-hmm. are outlined. And once you do that, you have earned a passing grade, mm-hmm. right? And so when it comes to grading, you know, around like, you know, what is it A, what is it B, I feel like that's specific to um the university, number one, because mm-hmm. I feel like they're going to be the whole purpose of there being different types of universities. There's Ivy League universities, there's community um, colleges, there's online, you know, is, is, the expectations should change Mm -hmm. because, you know, if I'm signing up for, if I'm, you know, a working like myself, if I'm a person and I'm enrolled in a university and I work Mm -hmm. and I'm a mom and I enroll in this program that advertises to people like me, then I expect the expectations to be um, flexible around certain things. Mm -hmm. But if I go to Penn state or if I go to, you know, Howard or Harvard or, you know, these places, then, you know, now I'm going into their arena mm-hmm. with my own set of circumstances. And mm-hmm. and that does not affect what the expectations are of me. So what we talked about before was like, you know, what does that look like for a person who I know you brought up attendance, right? Mm-hmm. And you were like, you know. If if I'm if I'm pregnant and the attendance is 20% but I'm an awesome student and I get 100s on all the tests and I never miss an assignment and my assignments are always stellar, you know, do I deserve to fail because my attendance is not the full 20%? And my perspective on that is if you are enrolled in a university where the expectation is that you attend, 20 is is that attendance is 20% of your grade mm-hmm. and These amount of courses, like if you miss one class, that now drops you down to, you know, 90 percent. And then another class is 80 percent and another class is 70 percent. And you need to maintain a 75 or above in order to pass the class. You signed up for that. Mm -hmm. You knew exactly what it was that you were doing when you enrolled in that university. You knew exactly what it was, what was expected of you when you read the syllabus of that course and there is a withdrawal period and Mm -hmm. you have a choice and you can choose to stay or you can choose to go. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when it was me and I was in that position, I enrolled in a university that catered to people who were in my position, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, moms or dads or, you know, business owners or people who have like, you know, other responsibilities that you know, obviously take precedence over a grade. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that was the expectation. So when I had my son, I was able to say like, you know, he's in the NICU, this is our circumstances. Can I bring him? Like once he was born and, you know, I, I, he was so small, he really needed to have his nursing, nursing sessions happen at a certain time. Um, you know, I said, you know, can I bring them? And my professor was like, of course, like you're a mom. Like, you know, what are you going to do? You let your baby starve? No. So I brought them. And, um, you know, it was awesome because, you know, it obviously also it was early childhood education. So it wasn't like it, it's no stranger to anybody that babies exist. You know, <laughs> like it's not a foreign concept. It wasn't crazy that I nursed him in the middle of class. Um you know, it it was, it just was what
1: it was. So just to offer some context, when me and Jessica were originally having this conversation, we were talking about um, when I was pregnant with Kai and I was attending um, college. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, just if people who who have had kids, you know, sometimes you just can't make it for whatever reason. It was really hard. Um, And the class that I was taking was a Spanish uh, level three course. And if you exclude my attendance, my grade was 103 at the end of the semester. But if you factor in my attendance, I wound up receiving um, like a 70. Now Mm -hmm. the teacher did make her expectations clear in the beginning of the semester that attendance is part of the grade. I don't Mm -hmm. remember the specifics, but she did say that much. Um, And I was telling Jessica that I think the reason why she wound up going with the 103 instead of the 70 was because I did do all the work. Even for the days that I wasn't there, um, the work still got done. I just wasn't in the classroom. Mm -hmm. And had she given me the 70, I would have accepted it without a problem because that's what you said it was. You set your expectations. It is what it is, but she didn't. Um, And so we had talked about, should attendance even be a part of it Regardless mm-hmm. of expectations, or you know, some uh, a professor um, stating what their expectation for the attendance is, especially if you're still completing the work when you weren't there, and yeah. I I said I don't agree. I yeah. I do feel like you know the work was getting done. If, mm-hmm. You know that's what we're graded on. Um, and Jessica, you have brought up a good point about how college is is setting us up for you know real life scenarios. It's not like you know for jobs you can go in and say, okay, well I can come to work today and think that that's just okay. Especially if that's something that's continuous Right. Um, or, you know, you can
0: be a great, a great teacher, a great educator when you're in the classroom, but have a problem with attendance. And so on the days when you're not there, you're not, you're not doing your job. Like, and that just is what it is. Um,
1: And so then we talked about, you know, like the parameters of, of, of what, you know, what the college expectations were and, for me being present in school just wasn't for me. Ironically, I wound up going to online college um, sometime after I had my daughter anyway, which worked Mm -hmm. better for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's another reason why they have these, you know, many different options of how you would attend school. Just like you said, your your mastery program now is more fluid it's
0: 100 you know. percent self-paced. So there is no I don't have a class that I need to attend. I don't even have an order in which I attend the classes like each course is broken down into competencies. And like once I achieve, um, once I receive a, a achieved or mastery, I move on to the next competency and then those competencies can create a course. So there might be four competencies in order to uh, attain um one class Mm -hmm. it is a little bit more work because there's so many small pieces it's like more intricate Mm -hmm. but i do them in my own pace so like you know sometimes it's at 1 a.m sometimes it's at 1 p.m sometimes like you get in where you fit in and it works for me Mm -hmm. um and i feel like that's the beauty of like how things are evolving when it comes to um higher education i do feel like attendance um it depends on where you are in, in your education journey. So like elementary school students, middle school students, I don't feel like attendance should count. It's not fair because it's not their They don't have any control over how often they attend school. Right. So I'm thinking about, for instance, my husband, when he was younger, his mom was sick and he missed a lot of school. And, you know, with that, you know, he, he was failing and it was really unfair because when he was there, he did great. But if he's not there and you're counting that against him and he has no control over it, it, it created a situation that kind of followed him forever. So like when it came time, you know, this was in middle school. So when it came time for applying for high schools, you know, where he would have deserved a, a special, um, what do they call them? Like a special selection um, program, he was he was limited in his choices because his attendance affected his grades, you know, and, and and now they wouldn't because he's a high school student. He can come and go, like he can get to school without his parent mm-hmm. at this point. Right. Um and so I feel like, you know, when it comes to younger children, it's more their parents' responsibility. And so it's unfair to count
1: attendance to punish the kid. Them.
0: Yeah, yeah. Or
1: make them accountable um, for something. Especially they because can't be it accountable goes for. with
0: them forever. Mm-hmm. Like it never goes away. And right. so it's kind of like this thing that you had no control over that's kind of like following you forever, you know, limiting your 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 choices, your options mm-hmm. in high school and then in college because you attended this high school and you had certain things limited now when you apply for college, it's you know. This way or you apply for internships or whatever.
1: Right.
0: Apprenticeships, whatever it is, it kind of limits you. And I think that's unfair. But once you're grown, once you are an adult and you go signing papers and contracts and paying thousands of dollars for education, that is your responsibility, honey. It has nothing to do with anybody else. You made those choices. You signed up for it. That's that's on you. Like, I don't feel like I feel like it's unfair, actually, to. Change the expectation, especially when, especially nowadays, when there are so many options. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I would be really upset if I was at an Ivy League university and I was busting my behind. I was going to work, I was, you know, trying to get scholarships and writing essays and passing my classes and attending. And this was really this. That's hard. We all know, like from experience, that's hard work. Mm -hmm. And then somebody. It's like, you know, well, you know, this person did really good when they were in class. Like, okay, so did I.
1: So mm, did I. So okay. now can,
0: can I get, what, what do I, how do you compensate for that as a professor? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, what do you do to, to, to even the playing field? Because if that's the case now, now does everybody get an excuse for attendance? Like, mm. <laughs> I'm sick. Like, you know, <laughs> I can't make it. Right, uh, because um you know, because it's just it's just I, I feel like you know, because everything is already laid out because you have you know executive decision making skills. Mm-hmm. It is now your responsibility. You have control over your environment, this is this is what you choose.
1: I also think that if I cared more about grades in the same mm-hmm. way that maybe you cared about grades growing up that maybe I would have tried a little bit harder when I was pregnant and to get that attendance part. But for me, it was pass or fail.
0: I don't Mm. care if it's a C or B or a, which, which says something to your professor Mm. giving you the 103, because it's kind of like, you did not even care. So she Mm. took initiative to do a disservice to the other students who paid their money, just like you paid your money. And you, you didn't even care. Like that C would not have phased you. So, like, that's exactly why I know I disagree. <laughs> Grades need to include attendance. Because, see, this is what I'm talking about. Like, people like you coming in class whenever they feel like it, and they get 103s, and I'm over here struggling,
1: and, and you don't even care. The real question, though, like, are you mad about the 103 or are you mad that you're struggling, sis, because I don't got nothing to do with me either way? I'm I'm mad about
0: the unclear expectations. The I'm unclear mad. expectations. Because, because if, I could,
1: if I could spend more
0: time with my children and and still pass this class, then I would like that option as well. Well, you do I have the option. Like, you did have the option. Yeah, because I did my research <laughs> and I looked for an institution that catered to that. But I'm saying, if, I, mean, were, like, if I were in Penn State, right? I, I just and, mean, I just mean like
1: it's just like consequences, right? Like I had the option to go and I chose that. Okay. I was okay with taking what these consequences was. Unfortunately, you know, those, the consequences that I thought I was going to get wasn't what it was. Not saying that I didn't, you know, like learn a lesson behind right. that, but I was okay. Like I knew like this could affect my grade and I was okay with those consequences. And that's kind of like
0: is totally understandable.
1: Right. And And that's kind of what life is like one my mom always says this and it's probably the best lesson that she has ever taught me and it's if you're woman enough to do it be woman enough to say that you did it and all she's really saying in there is just take accountability for your actions so Which i was
0: perfectly understandable
1: you it wasn't your it's not your fault i'm not right. saying
0: that you were wrong for for like what you want to do tell her like no <laughs> Give me a I don't deserve a one hundred and three. <laughs> like, no, I'm not saying that that was my expectation for you, but I'm saying like on your professor's part, mm-hmm. like ethically, she was wrong because there were people who sh- who had struggles that maybe they were not as boisterous about, or maybe they just pushed through them. And she set the tone in the classroom in the beginning by saying attendance is mandatory. And if you don't attend, you will fail. And so here I am all semester thinking that attendance is mandatory. And if I don't attend and I I will fail. Meanwhile, my leg hanging off and my I'm leg in off. the class.
1: To because- be fair though, I don't know what other types of finagling she did with other people either.
0: Yeah, this is true.
1: She could just be one of those teachers who's just like who who
0: who bark is bigger than their bite,
1: who bark is bigger than their bite, or who just are very empathetic of people's situations. So she could have looked at all her kids and said,
0: mm-hmm.
1: "How can I help you? How can I help this kid out?" Like I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, it,
0: and that may be the case. And if that is the case, that's totally different. But if we're talking about a matter of should attendance count, yeah, in university where the expectations are laid out and there are options for people who cannot attend because it's not discriminatory because you have other options, right? You chose this one. And so the expectation is,
1: this is what it is.
0: Right. This is what it is. And like I said before, this trains you for life. Life is about choices. We need to be in a habit at 21 22 23 of thinking about what our goals are thinking about what environments we are in and making choices based off of what it is that we know and what it is that we need Mm -hmm. and that's just it like you can't you can't be a grown-up walking around saying I'm a grown-up meanwhile expecting everybody to kind of like you know meet you meet your needs like all your all your little needs like, oh everyone I, else I that I've been to yeah like no that's not how it works like universities are large ins- institutions this is a business at the end of the day you pay for this service I'm doing my part By giving you the service. Now you are going to
1: do your part. You
0: have to do your part. And that that part
1: includes attendance. And
0: It it includes attendance, honey. There are other (laughs) options. There are other businesses that will (laughs) gladly take your money and attendance (laughs) is not counted.
1: And so find them.
0: (laughs) Period. (laughs) Like, it's just, that's, that's just my take.
1: Okay. Rapid fire questions. Um, What subject did you fail or not fail? Got like a CN. Mm -hmm. Um, in high school that you would take again to correct the grade
0: I feel like I would take math again I Mm -hmm. feel like I looked at math as hard and so it was hard
1: got it if you could reapply to high schools would you still go to girls high for sure (laughs) (laughs) what is your a pivotal moment for you um, in high school
0: in high school? Ooh. um, I think not walking in my graduation. I did not graduate. Really? I didn't I, know that. Mm-mm. Why? No. So, so many reasons. All right. Okay. So like without getting into a whole conversation about it, basically there was this teacher um, in girls high is a special selection school. So there was a teacher. Um, I will never forget his name. Mr. Gufanti. If I see you, <laughs> <laughs> it's like i'm just kidding i'm just kidding <laughs> you know her feelings mr group but basically he he was one of those like this is a horror class and like the target was always moving in my opinion so like, he was a, a gatekeeper he was a gatekeeper and i felt like because it was like my 12th grade year and i was taking this science I can't remember what kind of science it was. Mm. And I I I feel like I was trying. Like he in his mind, maybe I could have done more. I don't know. Like maybe I didn't beg enough. I don't know. I'm, mm. I'm not gonna beg you. But I did, I, I did what I thought I was supposed to do, but I just could not get a grasp of what was expected of me. Maybe the target wasn't moving and I just didn't get it. I don't okay. know.
1: But where did you get?
0: I failed oh I failed. and so you couldn't walk
1: because of that it was
0: a d it was actually it was a d mm-hmm. well and girls had it, 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 it like it, I, failed. Mm-hmm. I failed um and so no i couldn't walk i had to go to summer school my 12th grade year yeah yep i, I don't know where you were perhaps maybe i don't know <laughs> <laughs> no that was a little bit too soon so yeah i, I wasn't I, even i don't, I don't know. know maybe i don't know all right all right but, um yeah. So I did not walk my 12th grade year and I feel like that was a pivotal moment for me because it was like it it really changed my perspective. It made me more reflective. Mm-hmm. It it um because, you know, all year long, I just had this expectation. Like I knew that I was failing. Like I knew that I couldn't get it. And I, I did talk to him a few times. Like, you know, hey, like I don't understand what you're asking me to do. Like, you know, I feel like we're learning something in class and it comes time for the test and like nothing that we learned in class is here. And, and, and I'm not the only one that feels this way, mm. but because I wasn't the only one who felt that way, I feel like I should have done more to, um, to get him to understand what his students were experiencing because it wasn't, it was not just me. Okay. Um, And even the vice principal, like at the end of the year, she like really fought, with him to try to like get me to pass and he was like no like no um i said what i said she failed okay yeah all right so rapid fire for you um if you could change one thing about your height your grading systems for kai what would it be
1: i would not want a grading system at all Mm. Okay. That makes sense. Um, if,
0: if there is one thing that you want Kai to get from homeschooling in terms of like preparation for adulthood, what, what is
1: it? Falling in love with learning because learning doesn't stop after school. Mm, I like that. And you can always learn, you know, learn from your mistakes and learn the lessons that need to be, that need to be (laughs) learned.
0: Yeah. Um, I guess the same question for you. Like what was a pivotal moment in your education journey? Like not just high school, but like overall.
1: A pivotal moment. Probably eighth grade. Okay. My eighth grade teacher, Mr. Sewell, me and him are still friends on Facebook. (laughs) He probably was the best teacher I've ever had. He was a black teacher, a black male teacher, Mm -hmm. which is like a unicorn. Mm -hmm. And he was just like lit. You know what I mean? Like he was, he was young. He was down to earth. He was cool. He was relatable. And I was like, bet. Like,
0: (laughs) so what about, what about that changed your perspective about education? Like
1: I've always liked school. And I've always liked learning. Mm-hmm. But I always felt... I always felt like the, the unicorn. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, like in, in the Black community, is always like the nerd, the, the Black nerd is always like, why you want to be mm-hmm. so smart? Because... And I think a lot of it has to do with our own expectation of self. Mm-hmm. And so to see this Black man, who obviously was smart, who obviously enjoyed education it was like see it's not just me and like you can be you can be right. like you know what I mean right. sometimes it felt like being smart was like I was achieving I was trying to achieve jump too high right yeah yeah and what he was saying was like nah so let's keep jumping mm-hmm. and I'm like all right, yeah. solid <laughs> <laughs> all right cool All right. hey guys thanks for listening be sure to follow us at The Apothec and Lotus Family Education Center on Instagram. This is it for this season. Go to at successfully underscore speaking on Instagram for updates and release dates for season two.